Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. A little bit later on, Professor Desmond Walsh is joining us. He believes the earth is flat. I'm so waiting to talk to that man after three o'clock today in the show. We'll be revealing the third finalist in our great wedding giveaway in association with the village, the new village hotel in Bettystown, County Mead. That's also coming up this Friday. Women with Opinion, Siobhan O'Neill, White, Carmel McCarthy and Kira Burke are with us on the show and they have lots to chat about this afternoon. But first off, it's food this Friday and it's time for Tara Walker's Foodcast for the month of September. Now, they're all back at school, and I know it's a conundrum for parents. What do you put into their lunchboxes? How do you make it interesting every day? And when they get in from school, to get something into them quickly so as they can get on with the homework. Yes, that's the theme of the Foodcast this month. And uh, earlier in the week, I popped along to Tara's beautiful East Coast Cookery School. And here she is, the lady herself, first about lunchboxes. We were looking at a few little lunchbox ideas and also after school snacks as well. I think this time of year, uh, well, particularly getting into kind of by the end of October, November, everyone's a bit tired, maybe starting to get a bit run down. The timetable is tight, you know, with after school activities, weekend football matches, whatever. So it was kind of just to throw a few bits together to make life a little bit easier. Also, maybe just a little bit about what sort of ingredients to have in the house so that you can make life a bit easier. So one of the things for me that I would always have plenty of is eggs in the house. Really high in protein and a really quick um, snack or breakfast to have. Scrambled egg, my daughter has lots of mornings, or a boiled egg, just helps her get the day started. Um, But if you don't fancy eggs for breakfast, I have a little couple of ideas here for little egg dishes to bring into school so one of the ones we're going to make first is quiche cups and I have wraps for those and I also think wholemeal wraps or whole grain wraps are a great sort of thing to have in the cupboard as well because you can do a few bits and bobs with them and you can turn them into I don't know if you remember um, a while ago we did little uh, healthier tortilla chips so if you're a fan of Doritos use your wraps put a little bit of spice on them if you fancy it or just brush with olive oil and salt and pepper pop them into the oven nice little snack as well to dip into stuff but anyway let me get started on the quiche cups first of all So I have my wraps here and I'm just using um, a cookie cutter, a circular cookie cutter that's bigger than my muffin tin um, to cut out my wraps. So they just take a little bit of effort to cut out, but once you get them kind of loosened, they're fine. So we're just going to line um, my muffin tin 
with my circles of uh, my wholemeal wrap. And I've brushed a little bit of oil on there just to stop them from sticking as well. So the idea with this is you could make six or 12, maybe on a Sunday evening or Monday morning, and you could have them then for the first half of the week, have them for a few days. So in here, I have four eggs and I'm just whisking them together. And I'm going to add a little bit of cream and or milk would be fine either if you didn't have any cream and now I'm just going to add some little fillings into my quiche cups so whatever you have in the fridge that's handy I just have a bit of ham some tomato it's not your beautiful tomato that you very generously gave me because I had it prepped before you arrived um she's keeping those for herself yeah (laughs) so I just have a little bit of tomato that I've just cubed here pop those in and a little bit of parmesan cheese i just happen to have a bit of parmesan cheese already grated in the fridge but obviously you can use uh cheddar or whatever it is you have that's handy feta would be nice in there even goat's cheese if if you fancied it would be nice you could throw some sweet corn in here some peas whatever you would have in a quiche or in an omelet mushroom sauteed anything like that at all be fine i'm actually putting the fillings into each individual muffin tin that's lined with the bit of um, the little circle of wrap because I just want to make sure everybody gets each one gets an equal amount you could put it into the the mixture with the egg but I just find this a kind of easier way to make sure you have a bit of everything in there and I'm just pouring the egg in don't worry if it seems to be going slightly outside of the wrap because it's all going to solidify in the oven anyway and as you can see it doesn't take loads of the egg mixture because of the other things in there as well and it just means you're not faffing around, you know, like quiche is gorgeous, but you know, you're messing about with pastry and everything. And the whole point of this is to have something tasty, high in protein, but quick and easy as well. So that's all my egg and I'm going to pop it into the oven. I have the oven on a good high temperature here, 180 to 200. And let's get those in. And they take five to 10 minutes or until it, till they solidify. That is so simple. Very, very, very simple. And then they can just stay in the fridge and you can grab one each morning or when you come in from school or whatever and they're ready then. So let them work away in the oven there. Now, I spot something here that I want you to talk to me about and you've made it up already. Hummus. I've struggled, (laughs) Tara, like a lot of people. (laughs) That looks absolutely beautiful. How did you bring that together? Okay, so basically a tin of chickpeas. Just drain it off in a colander under the the cold tap into a little food processor. A couple of cloves of garlic, optional. Actually, what I sometimes do for my daughter is I I blitz it up with the other ingredients and I don't put the garlic in just because you might not want the garlicky smell in your lunchbox and at school and everything. Um, So I have lemon juice, cumin and uh, a little bit of olive oil in there and a pinch of salt that's all it is and just keep blitzing like it does take maybe five minutes to blitz it up and scrape down the sides because the more you blitz it the more smooth it's going to become and what I was going to say about the hum the reason I have the hummus here but there's lots of different things it's nice to have a little dip I think for something different I've already mentioned turning your little your wraps into little tortilla chips that's quite nice to bring to school as well and nowadays I was just going to show you this as a little lunchbox here that has different compartments in it, which I think is quite nice. So instead of just having your ham and cheese sandwich every day, you know, I think it's nice to put what we do for our daughter, a few little cherry tomatoes that have been washed into one compartment, maybe some raspberries or blueberries into the other, sometimes slices of apple, things like that, to just kind of give them a little bit more interest and a bit more hydration during the day as well. 
And then I have a big section here, uh, which is where I would put like my quiche cup or something like that. But even if you don't go to the trouble of making a hummus, even something like a little dollop of cream cheese and some carrot sticks is quite nice as well. And particularly if they have two lunch breaks. So the early lunch break is often just like for five or ten minutes. So a quick little um, nibble on the dip is quite nice for them to do uh, when they don't have that much time and then have the bigger lunch later on. Um, Other nice things, even just little cubes of cooked chicken that's been cooled on a little... um, you know, on a little cocktail stick or my daughter likes little cocktail sticks that I have threaded the cherry tomato, some slices of pepper um, some ham and some basil onto. She loves that. And again, very quick and easy to eat. So it's just about trying to maybe mix it up a little bit so that they've something more than just a sandwich. And these lunch boxes are available in loads of places now that have different compartments because there's nothing worse than, you know, your, your wrap being wet and soggy because of the fruit going onto it or whatever. And it puts the kids off, understandably. So I think it's quite nice just to have different dippy things and have a cocktail stick or two with different ingredients on it that they can dip in. And it makes it interesting and it gets away from the boredom of uh, the plain sandwich or the ham sandwich, which seems to be the thing that goes into a lot of lunch boxes every day. Can I taste that hummus of there? Of course. Because so the I've proof got, is in the pudding. Yeah, absolutely. So I've got some breadsticks here for you as well. Um, and you can get nice seeded breadsticks, which are quite nice to go in a lunch box as well if you want. And Oh, that smells yeah, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Just I love to remind it. remind everyone, you can keep the garlic out, take half of the portion of the hummus out into a bowl, then add your garlic in while it's still in the food processor, just if the kids don't want the garlic. So have a taste of that, Jerry. Okay, with the breadstick. Let me have a taste. Look, I can tell you already, I just know even <laughs> before I taste it, just look at the texture of it, the look of it and everything. Oh, Tara, <laughs> you are the master. <laughs> For sure. Isn't that just beautiful? It's very tasty, isn't it? And the whole thing about hummus is that it's very high in protein. Chickpeas are full of protein and fibre as well. So they're a great thing to have in the lunchbox. Really, really healthy. I just had to dip in there sneakily once more. You can't see it, but I have it. <laughs> have it all, Jerry, have it all. <laughs> I'm certainly going to give it a good go. Oh, that's fantastic. Fantastic, Tara. The time has passed quickly. The oven is uh, about to be opened. So, Jerry, they've only been in about six or seven minutes there, and you can see they're nice oh. and golden. They've kind of risen up. Gorgeous. Um, they will kind of, they won't stay as risen up as that, obviously, when they cool. They kind of flatten down a little bit, but that's fine. And they're just really nice little tasty, like three or four mouthfuls. Nice little bit of protein to have in your lunchbox. And you're going to try and extract one yes. out there for me from the tin. So have a taste. I better Jerry's. mind the gob here because yeah, that is really hot. that is piping as we speak. But let's have, have a taste. Never deterred me in the past. As I say to Ava, give it a blow there. <laughs> On the nail yet again. Oh Isn't it gorgeous? Really, really tasty and so simple. And sometimes I do them, like if I didn't have the wraps, you know, you can just do them without the wraps and then they're just mini frittatas. They work the same way. So they're home from school now and you want to give them something nutritious and something that's quick and that you can rustle together quickly. So what are we talking about now, Tara? So I'm going to do a very quick egg fried rice with lots of veggies and um, with some leftover rice. So for me, I always cook extra portions when I'm making the dinner the night before, you know, just so that you have something in the fridge quick and handy. So obviously we've a little bit of leftover rice here. Brown rice is always a little bit better in terms of it just releases its energy a little bit more slowly. Um, but whatever rice you have will be fine for this. And it, this is one where you clear out those few veggies that are stray at the bottom of your um, your fridge in the drawer there and you can just pop whatever you want into it 
I actually just did the same today myself. I looked in my fridge to see what I had and I had just some peppers and I actually had a little bit of spring onion and then I'm going to just use some peas from the freezer. So it's very, very easy to do. The first thing we're going to do is get some groundnut oil or sunflower oil, rapeseed oil, whatever you have, a high burning point oil into our pan and just let that heat over a medium heat like we're not looking to have a sizzle when we put the rice in so then we're going to add our veg in so i'm just going to add my peppers in first whatever cooks the, takes the longest to cook so if you do have say mini corn put those in now or mange too or something like that so i just have little slices of pepper that i've cubed down so we're just really softening the peppers and then we're going to add the rice in just stir fry it around for a minute and I'll cool it down a bit now. I'm not looking to kind of sizzle the rice. I just want to reheat it thoroughly. And let's get our peas in now. Oh, you can't beat <laughs> yeah. peas in the stir fried rice. Exactly. Just a basic sort of garden pea from the freezer. Do you know what's actually very nice as well? Um, I had a bag of edamame beans, you know, so the soybeans, which give a bit of protein as well. I actually had none left, Jerry, for you today, I'm afraid. But um, I bought them in Marks and Spencer's there a while ago. And they're just a handy thing to have in the freezer to give you a quick protein hit, you know. And you're cooking those peas from frozen there? Yeah, just threw them in from frozen. And then I'm going to just show you what I'm doing with my eggs. So I have two eggs in a bowl here. And I've just given them a little whisk together, just like you would with scrambled egg or something like that. And then we're just going to pop it into the pan and we're going to stir that all around and it'll kind of set around the rice. Just takes another minute or so, but it's a very, very quick dish to do. And I have my little spring onion and I'm going to garnish with a little bit of coriander. And just for flavour, but it's totally optional, you might not fancy it, I'm going to add a little bit of soy sauce and a very small little drizzle of sesame oil, toasted sesame oil. And I think I've said that before on the show you know sesame oil actually burns at quite a low temperature so i never cook with it even if a recipe calls for it don't cook with it just put a little drizzle at the end for the flavor so let me get a little bit of the sesame oil and we have our soy sauce over here and then a few spring onions and that's it done so simple isn't it it really is it is really really simple and i find it's just a great way to kind of get a quick little bowl of goodness you know you have these rice bowls with lots of different things if you had a bit of smoked salmon or something that'll be quite nice with it pop my spring onions in and just stir it all to combine it really really well so let's have a taste i'm just going to check it for seasoning first because you want to know if you need a bit more sesame oil or a bit more soy sauce no i'm happy with that yeah have a little taste jerry you have a little taste for that there i can see that as well i'll be careful but this is something, a dish I absolutely love. And as you say, if you have anything left over, you want to throw it in through. Really, it's a mix and gather. Absolutely. Anything goes here. It's a clear out the fridge job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tara, lovely. Absolutely lovely. Tasty, healthy, nutritious and quick. Yeah, and I really think, you know, like children and teenagers, you know, they, they don't want really sort of overly flavoured stuff. Like this is quite comfort food. It's simple. It's easy to digest. But still, you know, has a bit of protein in there, especially if you use the edamame beans. Um, and if you put maybe some uh, smoked salmon or something, and it has all your veggies in there too. Brilliant, brilliant. And cooked on the spot, real time, as we speak here in East Coast Cookery School. You wanted to mention a couple of other things that are very convenient as they come in after the long day studying. Absolutely. And we've done a feature on it before, Jerry. I think um, two Septembers ago we did quesadillas. So I'll repost the link um, for that onto the website on eastcoastcookeryschool.ie with these recipes. Um, but quesadilla is such a handy thing to have. So we've got some wraps, basically. 
pop a wrap onto a dry pan, heat it gently, pop some cheese, maybe some ham, tomato, peppers, whatever bits and bobs you have, and um, pop the top wrap on top. Just toast it until the cheese has started to melt and the underside has gone kind of golden. Turn it over and finish it off then until that side is golden as well and cut it into little triangles. And I usually serve it with a bit of salsa and a bit of guacamole. And it's a really nice... And my own daughter has it at least twice a week when she comes in from school. She's six. She just loves it, you know. Very, very easy kind of comfort food. And tomatoes. I brought you out a few from the, the Kelly uh, greenhouse today. You did very kindly. Thanks a million Jerry. They're delish. Uh, I was sort of secretly hoping there might be something, you know, before we finish the end of September out. Um, so we did a feature, I think it was last September actually, about using tomato sauce as a kind of base for a few kind of quick, easy dishes. So we whipped up a quick tomato sauce, either with fresh or tinned tomatoes. Very simply, sweat off some onion, add your garlic, add your tins of tomatoes or your fresh tomatoes, simmer them down um, and then just blitz with a stick blender. And then you can use that. So you have quite a thick sauce at that stage, um, but you can just loosen it down with a little bit of vegetable or chicken stock and pop it into a pan. And you have a very quick tomato sauce again, or a soup, I should say. Again, my daughter loves that, you know, particularly on a cold winter's afternoon. A nice little cup of tomato soup is just lovely to warm her up after school. Um, You can also use it then to make some homemade baked beans. So you can keep butter beans or cannellini beans in the cupboard. Those kind of things are great things to have in the cupboard, you know, when when it's busy time. Um, So just pop your cannellini beans into a little tin or, you know, something that's oven proof. Top with your tomato sauce into the oven for 15, 20 minutes or even into the microwave if you haven't got time. Sprinkle with a bit of Parmesan cheese and it's delicious. And then the other thing we did with it that time was for a sort of quick evening meal some nice mixed seafood into the bottom of a roasting dish add a few veggies like you know courgettes peppers that kind of thing and um, top with your tomato sauce and then pop some nice um breadcrumbs on the top with a little bit of parmesan as well and into the oven and it's a very very quick sort of five minute preparation once you've made the tomato sauce in advance 15 minutes in the oven job you know very handy you could throw a bit of spinach in there as well what i normally do is if i'm going to the trouble of making a tomato sauce i'll use three or four tins and I'll freeze it down in batches. And that means then during the week, I can loosen it down with a stock for a soup or I have a sauce to make the dinner with or whatever. It's very handy. Tara Walker, thank you so much uh, for again facilitating us and bringing us some wonderful dishes here. And those tips, of course, for the lunchbox, very, very important. We'll be back with you again, please God, in the month of October. Brilliant. Look forward to it. We're going to do some lovely winter warmers, I think, aren't we? Some casseroles and stews and things like that. Look forward to it. I'm counting the days already. <laughs> Tara, thanks a million again. Thanks, Jerry. Lovely to see you as always. The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. Yes, it's that time of the month on Late Lunch. Women with opinions for the next hour and I'm delighted to welcome our regular crew, Siobhan O'Neill-White from MAMS.ie, Carmel McCarthy, EMS and Associates and Kira Burke from Sage and Stone. I have to hand it to you, Kira. What timing, immaculate, in the door with seconds to go. 
Well, always last minute dot com for me, Jerry. <laughs> no, it's normally Carmel. We have a bet oh, yes. here, you see, of who will be last. But Carmel here today in great time. Yeah, I was I was here listening to Jerry doling out the the weather, and I just hope that he hung out the washing before he came into work. <laughs> Tell me yeah, this. It's great drying out today, Jerry. There is. Oh, I, I am cognizant of it. It often goes out and in. You know yourself, completely domesticated. I was mentioning in the weather there just something of. We might as well talk about it now. Uh, the evenings are getting shorter. We see that quite quickly. Temperature down in the mornings. What about the old jar or hot water bottle? Is hot that water part bottle. of your life, Carmel? Um, well, no, Jesus, I've gone posh now, Jerry. I've the, the wheaty bean baggy, or not the bean bag, but you know, the little bags that oh, I heat up a couple of those if it's very cold. But no, I'm a cold creature and cold feet would be my thing. And there's nearly been divorce over it because, oh. if, yeah, you can imagine pair of cold feet being plonked on himself on the backs of his legs. <laughs> the expletives that uh, come from him now leave a lot to be desired. But no, I need to have my feet warm before I can sleep. Okay, so that's yours. Mm. Siobhan? We love hot water bottles. The kids all love them. So I'd be there at the kettle for ages doing them up. But um, I'm the same with the cold feet. But my husband has really hot feet. So he doesn't mind if I plonk my feet on him. Although... Um, if we have a row, it's the worst thing if I have cold feet because then I can't put them on him and then I can't go to sleep so we have to make up so I can get the heat off him. Great stuff. <laughs> and finally to Kira, you wouldn't need a, a oh, look, jar I'm, I'm or a hot, hot water stuff, bottle or anything, uh, Jerry, would you? I'm just hot stuff in that bed so I don't need anything. But no, I no, I do. bring. A, I think it's lovely to have a hot water bottle in bed at night. I love the windows open, the mm. door, the, the room cold and the bed warm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same, yeah. Cold room, warm yeah. bed. Yes, yeah. yes. So sleigh, the, the, those uh, uh, electric blankets or anything not part of the... No, uh, I don't radio. like electric blankets. I yeah. feel like it could be electrocuted or something. I just... Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, They're I, hot stuff, our yeah. three women. You oh, know that. yes, You've yes, yes. Anyway. Yeah. Well, usually what happens with the electric blanket, well, in days of yore, you'd fall asleep with it on, you'd wake up in a lather of sweat at three o'clock oh. in the morning, you know, so... Yes. No, the old hot water bottle or the, the, the wheezy bag or whatever. It does the trick. Well, well, you know, while we're on this, I just see the agenda for today. Let's deal with it. Snoring, the new research that's come out, says it forces 20% of couples to sleep apart. Is it an issue in your bedroom, Siobhan O'Neill-White? Yeah, if if Dave is really tired, he will snore. And then this is what happens. I elbow him in the ribs and I say, you're snoring, lie on your side. And then he moves his head to the side and his body stays exactly where it was. And he continues to snore. Then I have to kick him in the legs and then he moves his body. So, yeah, it is. Um, but it's usually just if, if he's really tired. Mm. Um, but apart from that, no, because uh, listen, I'm so cold. I have to warm my feet on him. So I have to put up with it. <laughs> but is it something that would keep you awake if it was a constant? Yeah, I mean, my dad snores terribly. And if I'm sleeping in my mom's house in the bedroom next door, that would keep me awake. I have to get asleep before him. Or have, a, or have a good few drinks in me or I can't get asleep because he's like... It's like a pneumatic drill coming at you. It's unbelievable. So it's a race to the land yeah. nod for you. Yeah. Kira. No, I'm okay. I have a silent partner, definitely. Um, only the odd time he would snore. But no, he's generally a very good bed companion. But I do have a many friends who have separate rooms to their mm. husbands or partners. Mm. Like loads of them. Separate beds, separate rooms. Like I know one girl who had a bath in her room and she was a total boudoir. And he had just had visiting rights. That was it. That was it. I have to say, I cannot sleep with any noise at all. Even the ticking of a clock 
wouldn't allow me go asleep. Mm. You know, I, I'm that sensitive yeah. to it. I, I really am. You know, and I have the earplugs in at night time as well. Oh, no, loads rooms. of people are like that. No, I would, yeah. I'd yeah. sleep through a hurricane. Would definitely. you? I okay, would, wouldn't yeah. bother you. Oh, no, I'm a light sleeper and himself does snore now and again. <laughs> and particularly if he'd had a jar or two, he would snore. It'd be like, you know, Grand Central Station and trains coming through it, you know. So I can't. I'm kicking him and he'll stop and then he'll start up again. It's like an old engine. Come, would you not just send him off into another room? Oh, yeah. I mean, that does happen. Mm. Believe you me. Or else I'd go into and go and get out of Dodge in order to get a bit of sleep. But I I should do what my grandmother used to do, although I can't get my hands on one anymore. She'd a hat pin beside her side of the bed and she'd give my grandfather a jab of it. And that would stop him snoring. So sadly, she didn't bequeath me that in her will, you know. So I take it then that none of you snore. Oh, I've uh, been told I do, yeah. that I'm like a saw uh, at times. Yeah, Siobhan? If I'm really tired, if, I, or yeah. if I've if i had a bad sleep the night before, <clears throat> I'll just go out for it. I'll wake up and I'll know because my throat is dry and I know, yeah. oh God, what have I done during the night? I've kept them all awake. Or isn't it awful when you're waking yourself up snoring? Oh, yeah. What was that <laughs> noise? Oh, it was oh, me. Yeah, me. Oh. Yeah, I know. No, I have to say I'm like completely silent. My friends have told me I've just been away on a weekend with my girlfriends. And I ended up sharing a bed with one of the girls and she said, oh, no, that's grand, it's you. I don't mind sharing with you because you never make a sound. So you so are so the, the modicum of silence oh, at night time. Absolutely. Not a peep out of Only our Only a few whale flips in the middle of the night. But that's, <laughs> that's all. Jeez, you could be in trouble if you're under one of those, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, no, Jared, lucky. Kira, while you're with us, congratulations on the new addition to your family. Ah, uh, Beyonce. I love her. Beyonce, the pig. The pot yeah. pig. The pot, pot pig. pig. Pot pig. Possessed you to no, get it was pig. actually, um, I fostered her from a, another member of our village community and they didn't want her. So they asked for, they asked, did anyone know a good home? And I volunteered and she's absolutely beautiful. No, she's actually really ugly, but I love her. <laughs> beautiful spirit. Beautiful yeah. spirit. No, but you're, they're so much easier than a dog. Why? Unbelievable. How? She's only 12 weeks. There's none of this out the back garden when you're, they're not in. No, she only does that when she's she's noshing into a load of food. Okay. And she's the happiest little clam into her little box at night, in the little cosies up. I tell you, they're fabulous. And really clean, by the way. Mm, well, really we know clean. that. Pigs have, have a wrong reputation. Mm, yeah. yeah. Would, would a pig tickle your fancy or your children, Siobhan, as a pet? Well, they've been looking for a dog for the last few years and I keep saying no, so they probably take out and they can get it at this stage, but no. No, I'm too busy at the moment for pets. But you never know down the road. I think it's an interesting pet. Mm. Well, yeah. I can tell you, they're so self-sufficient. Now, I think I'm going to get Jay-Z because Beyonce could be <laughs> a little bit lonely without a partner. So I think I might just get another little one to And then they have in. litters of about 14 or 16 or 20 and you'll have... Well, I may be getting full. the pig in the next 12 months off Kira. Yes. Whether I like it or not. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, you're all right. I have two mad dogs and I can imagine like, you know, it, it would only get worse in our house. Two mad dogs and me and him indoors. No, thanks, <laughs> but no thanks. It's off the agenda for Carmel. Let's get serious for a hmm. moment. Um, recent days, well, maybe it's about a week or more ago at this stage already, but it's still in the news. A job advertisement appeared uh, from the Dublin Oil Company looking for an office worker. But here's the thing. One of the criteria was persons with young children need not apply. How do you feel about that, Siobhan? 
It's it's absolute rubbish. I mean, it's discrimination. Um, or at least they were good enough to say persons and not women. I suppose that's something that's progress in a way. Um, you know, you're not allowed to ask a person if they're married, if they have children or anything like that in a job interview. So it's a, it's nobody's business, your family situation when you go in to interview for a job. So you're not at liberty to disclose any of that information. So it's, it, do you know what? I mean, it would turn people off applying for the job because at some stage you would, they would discover that you have children. Um, although, are they going to try and fire you? That's again discrimination. You could bring a lawsuit. You know what? It's just nasty. It's just basically saying if you've got small children, you're not as worthwhile to the workforce as people who don't have small children. And it's another way to force, particularly women, because we are the primary caregivers most of the time. And I'm not slagging stay-at-home dads or anything like that at all, but mostly it is women. It's hard enough getting back into the workforce. It's hard enough trying to organise childcare, crashes, the cost, the stress. And then to have somebody put that on a job application, like, well, you're not even good enough to apply for this job. It's despicable. Is that legally... Uh, right I, or wrong? I don't see it as being legally right. The Employment Equality Acts, there are nine grounds of discrimination and like under this would be family status. So I don't know how they're getting away with it because if you put in special requirements on a job, you have to be able to justify the special requirements So in order for it not to be discriminatory. So I really don't know because to me it's blatant discrimination. Mm. And it's against, against men or women. Kira, it doesn't matter. What, yeah. what do you feel about this? I agree with them wholeheartedly. I know, money messing. Um, I would, like, it's it's very difficult. They're obviously after having a number of young girls or young women with or, or parents with small children. And often you get the case, so I can't come in, Johnny's sick, can't come in, I have to bring him to, I can't come in, I have to, the crash is down with swine flu, can't come in, did it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very difficult for a parent to juggle both. And you can only, and I will say this all the time, you can only be 100% if you don't have a family. You can only percent be 100%. I, I even know that myself. If I had no children, I'd probably have 10 sage and stones. I'd probably have, do you know what I mean? I'd have, I've talked to, I was talking to a number of people at the top of their game in many industries. And if you're, Actual fact, I was talking to my brother-in-law who works for the European Commission and with all the people in the European Commission, he said the top guys are divorced or gay. No children involved. Do you know what I mean? In a way then, you've an understanding of this. I do. Look, it's not politically correct to say it. It's not politically correct in any way to say this. But they're cutting out. They're cutting out all the applicants that have small children and maybe they've had problems with before. So you're I mean, making an assumption there that that's the reason for this, that they have experience of this. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I don't know how teachers or any schools keep hold of teachers. Every second one is going on maternity leave. Then they can keep, then they go on their job. They can take a break, career break mm. for five years, whatever. Then they come back, have four babies. Their job is still there. Uh, do you know what I mean? And then they t- they work it up so well. And in the civil service in this country, I'm not saying this is a civil service, you cannot actually, um, unless they bring in childcare free for families and a national childcare system that everybody is mm. is is entitled to, mm. you're not going to have parents 
available for their work on a daily basis. Okay, let's just park it there for a second because it's going to lead into something else just nicely when we come back. Have you a view on this? If you have, we'd love to hear from you on the show today. Don't forget you can join in the conversation. Contribute to the debate. 086-1800-658. That's the text or WhatsApp number. Or if you'd like to call in now and comment, it's 1850-715-958. More from the girls after the break. Siobhan O'Neill, why Carmel McCarthy and Kira Burke are our women with opinions this last day for late lunch in September. Now we're talking there before the break about this job advertisement. Persons with young children need not apply. The Dublin Oil Company. Let me lead into something else that happened in recent days. Vogue Williams, we all know Vogue, she had her first baby. She went back to work a week I think it was after she had the baby and she was absolutely pulverised on social media. I suppose you can't win Kira. You cannot win in this world and you just have to ignore I think she, well, I hope she just ignores all that stuff. Like, it's up to her if she wants to go back to work. You know, you know, she has to go and earn a living. She's working for herself. She's, uh, okay, she might be married to someone who's rich, but like, you're very, you're forgotten very quickly in the world of media and television if you don't work. So if you don't keep up the contracts, you could be dropped from, you know. So I would say, say her, I think she's great. I think she's fantastic. And I actually loved her show the other night about uh, young people on phones and all that. And uh, no, I think she has her uh, feet in the ground, and sure, look at she'd be home to she'd be home in the even time to look after the baby. I mean, small baby doesn't. Uh, I mean, I went back to work when Summer was three weeks old. I was breastfeeding. I brought her with me whenever I needed to feed her. I fed her. She slept a lot of the time. She is a self-employed woman, and she. I'm sure you know. Is she out doing a nine to five and leaving the baby off somewhere? I don't think so. I'm yeah. sure she got the baby with her. with her. By the way, uh, where's her husband and why is he not getting slagged off on social media? So presumably he's with her or he's minding the baby yeah. or and he would have his own commitments. So is anybody following him around with a camera yeah, exactly. and seeing when he's off without the child? I don't think so. Yes, it's a again, man's world, you know, Women are crucified no matter what we do. But you know what? That's women crucifying her. Probably. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, other yeah. women giving out about her. Like what in the world are us women? Like we're mm. the worst for ourselves. I've, like al- yeah, I've always claimed the greatest injustices done on women are by other women. By other women. Yeah. Because the bitchiness, that's the only yeah. way I can describe it. I mean, she can't take uh, maternity leave and then uh, uh, her holidays and all that. That in, in a lot of cases adds up to about a year. She can't do that. If she's self-employed, she can't mm. do it because you're then you're, you're gone out mm. of the minds and images yes. of people. So... You know, she she's right to do what she has to do. I am sure baby is being very well looked after and it's been very well balanced. So I think my attitude is ignore the big Rogers because that's all they are. And you know what? You have to say, though, Jerry, this is a women with opinions show, right? I think us women have to be nicer to each other. I agree. Like, like, and put it out there, like, be nicer to your neighbour, be nicer to your fellow girls in school, be nicer to your fellow colleagues in school and stop bitching about them. Like, it's incredible what's out there. And they'll be bitching about someone, you know. Well, listen, they're not bitching about you in late lunch land today, but they are commenting about you because uh-huh. here's here's this uh, comment for you, Kira Bark. Kira for president. Jerry, my son is doing his leaving cert and the disruption since first year with pregnant teachers and taking breaks is absolutely disgraceful. The students suffer too much. Now, Siobhan, you might as well tell them off, Mike, we were chatting there. 
you've had experience of disruption with your children. They're only back at yeah. school, you're telling me. My teenagers um, are in, obviously in secondary and they went back at the end of August and they were off this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm. Wednesday was teacher training. Monday and Tuesday, I'm not actually sure what it was. So I had to go to Cork. So I had to bring them with me. Now, they're big enough and it was grand. but And I'm lucky that I have flexibility in my job. But three days off the first month back to school. I mean, they have three weeks off in the summertime. You know, it's, it's uh, very, very difficult. Yeah. It is yeah. very three difficult. Three months off, you have to say, yeah. in the summertime. Like, three uh, months, for the, yeah. For the secondary break. Difficult. Do you experience that with your girls as well? You see, I don't have... You see, I live beside my business. Yeah. So, for me, I can have them... I live beside my mother and I have great support network. So... And I also pay my staff, like I run a restaurant, so I pay my staff to run. If I have to go and do something with the kids or pick them up, I can do it. I am very you lucky. You have the flexibility. But Jerry, I created that for myself because mm. I knew that if I wanted to have four kids, there is no way I could go to Dublin for to do a job. No way. Mm. And it is impossible unless one person takes the role of the person at home. And I think women or men should be... Uh, rewarded for that incredible role that is involved in bringing up kids. Carmel, would you stand up for teachers in this one? You know, like they're getting a a lash here on on the messages there. You hear what Siobhan had to say as well. Yeah, and it's, it's extremely difficult. I have to say, you know, from the teacher's point of view, they're they're doing what's been handed yeah, out to them. Not so their fault. no, I don't think it's their fault. It's in other words, it's, your training is during yeah. the school year. Um, it's the union's like, fault. It's that's, it's that's yes, it's precisely. Yeah. It's I a never bigger thing. The teachers, no, I think they're amazing what they do. And like when they're in there, you know, I'd I'd give them halos, all yeah. of them. It is extremely difficult. I know I quoted the the Employment Equality Act, so I only quoted what is fact. But it's it's very difficult to run businesses, you know, with people saying, I need to take time out for kids or whatever. Now, I'd be the first to sympathise and empathise with someone because I remember when I had four smallies and I was run ragged and only for my parents and friends and everyone who'd give me a dig out. Support network. Absolutely. And even very good neighbours. That's how we muddled by because there was no way you could in days of yore ring an employer and say sorry I can't turn in because one of the kids is sick. Mm. We are much more tolerant now which is good and also the fact that people can log on at home and do you know they can work from home if necessary depending on their jobs. But it, it's it's a very vexed question. I think it's something that we need to be talking to our politicians about, really, yeah. to support yeah. businesses who support families. OK, just want to remind listeners again, if you want to join the conversation, if you have something to say, 086-1800-658 by text or WhatsApp or 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. I can't believe the linkages that are... We, we draw up an agenda here before we come in every, every uh, month with the girls. And here's another one that's related again there's been a lot of talk now to looking a little bit into the future of a four day working week being on the cards what would you make of that oh come on your first thing Siobhan the floor is yours oh my god I could strip the beds hoover the house mop the floor make a couple of lasagnas whack them in the freezer yeah, oh my God, I would love that. Oh, okay. I, I would just love it. I it's don't think... for you. Do you hear what you're saying? Are you joking me? I have to do all that rubbish when they're all gone to bed at night or whatever. No, it is it is very hard when you're trying to work and you're trying to run a home and the homework and the kids and all the other things that we have to do. So um, I think that we have too much pressure on people in our society from a work perspective. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If I think we're a hard-working nation, naturally. Um, but I think um, even my husband, like, he'd have emails coming in in the evening time and he's checking. And I'm saying, you shouldn't really be checking that because you're at home now and you're with your family. So put your phone away and and I and he will put it away but I can see sometimes he'll be drawn back into it so he could easily go into the study and work for an hour at night time and I have to say don't do that mm. so I think um, even if we go on holiday we're checking in checking in checking in we need to be able to switch off a bit better but could and we I'd switch off for three days oh Friday could you see a Friday four, off yeah Friday Saturday Sunday would become oh, the yeah. weekend that what about be that would you love it Kira's an employer again put both you, use, uh, I could all go to Kira's for breakfast it'd yes, be brilliant exactly. <laughs> no I couldn't do it as an employer because um, like you have to be on like I'm open seven days a week mm. you have to be on like I got three days off there a couple of, couple of days ago I went away with my girlfriends and I just switch off, right? Hand the reins over to somebody else uh, for those three days. But the rest of the time at home, you're on, you're on uh, all the time. Yes. Because if someone rings in, sorry, my kids are off school, I can't come in. Um, I'll have to either work for them or... You do, pick up the slack. I pick up the slack. Do you, or, think it's, do you not think it's practical? Like, like, look down the road, you know what I mean? Well, oh, no, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. And the more time people have off, the more time they'll be in Sage and Stone. And I'm delighted. <laughs> but uh, I do think, though, I think people are working too hard. Like, if you look at the nurses who are on, mo- a lot of them are on three 12 days, mm. three long days. Yes. Uh, which is, you know, it's a, a good way of working. Three, three 12, lo- 36 three, hours yeah. they work in. Um, but you kind of wonder, does the transfer work? You know, mm. like they're only there for three days and then you've another three days and then there's somebody else in. And oh, so you'd need a, a double cadre of staff to run your place, really, with a four oh, yeah. day and a three day. Well, you'd same have to way, operate same like way that. as hospitals would. Or Carmel, whatever. come on, you're in the business. Put your, you're looking into your crystal ball there. You're a woman with real insight into the future. Do you see this happening with time? Um, I suppose I could say yes, but... The- <laughs> Yes, in one sense, but in reality, no, because again, will we attend work for four days, but again, be checking because with the way technology is Mm. and our nature, oh God, I wonder has Sansa responded to that email I sent. I mean, there was a company in New Zealand, in Wellington, New Zealand, a perpetual guardian. They went with their four day week. Now, there were about 240 um, employees and they went from a 40 hour to a 32 hour week. And they said that employees said there was a 24 percent improvement in their work life balance. Um, supervisors were saying that the staff were more productive, more creative, you know, so therefore they focused their time, 
you know, into work saying, well, th- listen, this is our 32 hours. We're going mm. to give it. But I do think you have to be disciplined to switch off when you go out the door. And that is where the issue w- would be. OK, we're heading to our next break on Late Lunch. Women with opinions still to come. They're going to be talking about a teenager selling her virginity online for two million. The race for Oris on Uchtaran. And is it time to bring back corporal punishment. Reported in the papers, I think it was on Tuesday, that a young lady from London, Amy is her name, is selling her virginity online on a German website for €2 million. And she's had a few offers already. What do you make of this, Siobhan? Is it a bit of a publicity stunt? she's doing it for some reason to raise awareness about something or other and that's going to be revealed soon because the thought of her actually selling that um, you know to the highest bidder kind of thing is it's it's just icky it makes your skin kind of crawl and then who are these people putting in the bids well yeah. there's a Wall Street banker number Lovely. one and a Premier nice. League footballer well, uh, she no says she's there. had approaches for already she says it's something that's really desired nowadays God I'm surprised a Premier League footballer would think he'd have to pay don't they all just think that they're so entitled um, it's horrible <laughs> I think it's horrible if you read any of their books that's what they're telling you the group. Has, has she said why? Um, I presume she wants to fund her life or her lifestyle or what she intends to do. How do we know? And what? Virgin? Well, oh, it's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I could c- tell my virginity tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> are you born again? Hey, what are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? <laughs> that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. Yeah. Well, that is certainly, you talk about the Immaculate Conception, <gasps> that would be oh. the Immaculate Virginity for sure. Sorry, dear. I mean that in the night. She could be a born again virgin. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I always remember not. that. But <laughs> I, and I don't need to charge one million. Uh, no. she says, website I, I can tell you, you did ask me a question. You yeah. want to know why? She says, I want to help my family. I want to travel the world. I want to be financially independent. This money gives me opportunities like this. Go to college oh, and get she, a job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Does she say what age she is? Teenager? Teenager. Just, 19 year old. Oh, 19. So 19 she's an adult. Well, yeah. Jerry, this is funny, right? This is a girl who's selling her virginity. Has she one of those, um, like, fund me pages? Like, her, her fund me. I mean, is she getting the money beforehand? No. Like, is it, I'll, I'll, I'll take you out and, and whatever. And then after she loses her virginity, she gets paid? No, I'll tell you what she's done. It's a website called Cinderella Escorts. And she's posted snaps and videos of herself up there. And that's, they have a look at that. And she has her contact details. Give her a shout. Uh, so, OK, so he takes her to a hotel or whatever mm. she likes. And then he cuts her up into five different pieces and puts her in a bag and a freezer. You're watching too many psychopathic films or something. Yeah, but sorry, where's the two million then? Mm. What kind of person would pay for that, though? Like, what kind of a person would pay for that? You're saying, like, Wall Street bankers and and footballers and whatever who have more money than sense, clearly. But, um... That's it's pr- it's predatory. It's, it's, there's yeah, something it's really just sick creepy, about that. very very creepy and there's sick. Something about very sick it. about the idea that she's selling it in the first place. Oh, it's think. it's very sick that she's doing it. But she's she's probably a bit stupid and young and naive. These are pr- presumably older men who should have more sense as well, mm. and they're willing to pay for that. I just think that's really it's very as as a woman with three children, three daughters. Sorry, ugh, creepy. Yeah. Oh no, no. Okay, I, let's pass on yeah. from that one. Not liked at all on late lunch by the girls this afternoon. Kira, you want to bring back or you believe it may be the time to bring back corporal punishment. What 
has set your mind thinking like this or what? Well, it was this um, school in Texas that are bringing back the paddle. And it's a three inch by six inch paddle, wooden paddle. And they are asking, they reckon that um, one good smack of this will, um, will put them in line, right? And I agree with them. Texas, the state where everybody carries a gun. Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. So go that, that's neither here nor there. Paddle but or a it, gun, yeah. And anyway, we've only had most of the gun crime since corporal punishment was abolished, by the way. Anyway, just putting that out there. So uh, corporal punishment, now they are getting parental consent. So if you're happy, like I would be, for my little Mary, not that I have a Mary, but uh, to get a little smack if she's out of order. No problem. You'd be happy with that? Well, I, I don't slack, slap my kids. I have done, right? I used to have a red slapping spoon. It was a spatula. It was a step up from a wooden spoon. It was a red silicone spatula. And after they all got one smack of it, when they were two and three and without reason, all I had to do was rattle the utensil jar after that. And I have never had to slap my kids. And they are well behaved and they are well Well, personally, I think it's corporal punishment for the parents that are rearing the brats because it's, uh, you know, it's they're not teaching their kids boundaries. And that's what I think is the biggest problem. You can clatter a child till kingdom come. But if you have, you know, an idiot of a parent who doesn't discipline and doesn't say like, you know, these are boundaries and these are rules and you have to obey these. Well, then you've no hope with the child. Is you know, there ways of um, establishing those boundaries without ever using the spatula? Yeah, I think that the, number one, you've got to, uh, it starts in the home, of course. And again, you know, we were having the discussion over phones and over what's going on. But like if if. I remember talk about the wooden spoon. I used to top it off the counter. And, but like, as my kids used to say, if I looked at them a certain way, they knew they'd cross the boundary. You have to be very clear. You like, be gentle, be kind, all of that as a parent and nurture them. But by God, when they step out of line, you have got to give them what's for. So I think that has to be established in homes. I, f- I feel actually upset even. This this topic upsets me. I don't like to see children being smacked in any way and I find it upsetting and I, just a couple of weeks ago, I seen a parent slap their child across the face and then kick their dog shortly after. Oh, no. It's not a very nice um, um, bunch of people. And I actually, I felt that slap. And I felt it was so inappropriate that this big man was slapping this small child. And I just think for that to come back in, I think would be absolutely horrible. And I've actually been to Texas. I've spent time there and I've seen people driving around with their guns in the front of their cars while they're drinking a beer. And it's it's a, they have... Um, now, now, that's not to say that, that they've got mad gun crime there, but I'm just saying they're a society that you can have an open beer in your car and you can have a gun on the mm. seat beside you. Now, they're lovely people and I loved my time there, but bringing back that kind of punishment in schools, all you need is a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old who's angry, who gets a slap of something and thinks, well, I'm taking my parents' gun into school tomorrow and that teacher's going to get it. So I think that violence breeds violence and it could create, an, it could escalate into something else. Well, this was a specific, it was a specific, you'd got... Three slaps of the paddle. There was, you know, that was it. But it wasn't going to be some child. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, I, I, and I would never slap my child across the face or beat them yeah. 
or mm. feed the crop can, or kick can, a can dog. Can I tell you where I'd like to see it? I just give an opinion here. I don't think you should really ever slap a child. And I have, I have my own too, you know, the spoon. With I've the pulled the a child, I've pulled a brother off a sister and a sister off a brother, yeah. but slapping. You have to, no. yeah. And I understand what that is. But let's talk about society at a different level where somebody comes in tomorrow night and breaks into your premises and you have to go through this whole thing and they have so many crimes committed and they're in and out. What about bringing back corporal punishment for those and let them have it? You know what I mean? Rather than putting them through the soft well, you criminal justice I, system that we have in this country. I think I, I would completely agree. And I loved the system in, um, I think it's Thailand, where your punishment is tattooed on your arm so that everybody knows what you have done. That you've stepped out of right? line. That you've stepped out of line. They'd see it as an accolade here, some of them. You I know. know. But I just thought, mm, that's interesting. But if they had some sort of a physical attribute on their person that people say, oh, so who Do would want that? Them? Who would want that? Well, I, gang I, members would want it, I suppose. I have to say, I off. think that we've got too soft. We've talked about oh, this totally. before. But and there's I think human for those petty criminals and consistently uh, breaking the law, breaking into houses, all that type of stuff, wanting vandalism, all that. I think if oh, you yeah. and Jerry, I've, mm. my house has been broken into. My car has been mm. stolen. I've been the victim of crimes, yeah. and it was sickening to me when that happened. And I wanted to see those people punished. And they they were caught actually, and they did go to jail. Um, but yeah, there there needs to be harsher sentences and harsher penalties for things like that. Uh, definitely, I think our system is not doesn't punish people enough. But I think if we start slapping children, and we're raising another issue altogether. Okay, let's just park that for a moment, heading to our final break, final part of Women With Opinions coming on late lunch. Just before we head into the break, we were talking about Amy from London who's selling her virginity for €2 million. Euro. A message to late lunch this afternoon. Will she take a cheque? Siobhan O'Neill, White, Carmel McCarthy and Kira Burke are debating the hot topics of the day on Late Lunch Women With Opinions this afternoon. We best finish with the presidential race, ladies. The ball is in, the uh, battle is on and the election date is the 26th of October. Early thoughts, Kira, on what's been happening so far? I just can't wait to hear the debates. Like, we're all bitching and moaning about all the, the candidates and all that kind of thing. But I'd like to hear what they have to say for themselves. I mean, I would like something fresh, to be honest. I think Michael D has been an incredible president. I think he has done us all proud and he is a fantastic man in the role. But I do feel that I, for one, would love to see a fresh approach. I think after seven years, I think it'd be nice to see a fresh... So who's your fresh approach from the other five? Um, I'd like a local man. Okay. I'd like Gavin. All right, that, that, that's what you feel. Siobhan O'Neill-White? Um, I can't believe them results that came out this week that Sean Gallagher has, has 15% because that just floored Yeah, well, I, will I just read out? The, yeah, read well, out well, the It was the first poll, you know what I mean, before the final declarations were made. Uh, Gavin Duffy, 6%. Sean Gallagher, 15 Peter Casey, <coughs> 1%. Leah uh, Nerea, the 7 Joan Freeman, 3 And Michael D. Higgins, 67%. Uh, we just get the trumpets out now and just say well done Michael D <laughs> well, it would be hard to uh, top him but yeah. that's why people haven't seen God knows I mean Sean Gallagher was a shoe in last time mm. nobody even talked about Michael D Higgins until the last mm. uh, the front line debate mm. because so of what like, happened at the end and I don't it. I it's don't think Sean Gallagher lady sings. but he hasn't recovered from what happened the last time in my opinion and even that 15% was surprising to me I don't know where that's coming yeah, from yeah but we've another four people to listen to yet yeah, yeah I'm, I, there's um, this week again Peter Casey shot himself in the foot by saying Donegal was part of the six counties and they're coming with their big tour buses and there's a lot of money being spent and people I think I think there's a a, a little bit of distaste 
about the whole thing. It's become a bit of a spectacle. And also they're slagging Michael D for not taking part in certain debates when he is still the president and he mm. still has duties to fulfill. That's a very and good I point. actually think that's unfair that mm. he's getting slagged off for it. But, you know, I will be interested in the debates myself. And I think Gavin would be good. And obviously, he's very good to everyone in this area. Um, I think it's going to be really, really difficult for anyone to usurp Michael D. Yeah, well, I feel we've another four weeks to go yet. A lot can happen. As they said, the show ain't over till the fat lady sings. And I do believe that at the moment, the only one the electorate truly knows is Michael D. Like, I certainly don't want to use ageism in any shape, make or form. But he himself has to realise that, you know, he'll be putting a bit more mileage up on the clock. By the time his term will have run out, he'll be, what, 84. Mm. Like, that's huge. Like, to put on any, any uh, you know, touring around, hither, tither and all the rest. So, I just feel let's let's hear what comes out of the debates. Mm. Let's hear what's what everyone has oh, to but say. Carol, I'm sure he's only young for compared to the Queen. Yeah. Well that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well that's true. It, even when he does he reach <clears throat> eighty four years oh, of age. He's yeah. only a gas. He's only a gas in it. Yeah, well, well that's very true. the Queen apart from her, her son or well, look at David Attenborough. I mean he's ninety one mm. or ninety mm. and he's still yeah. doing mm. his presenting and he's still fabulous. So you're quite yeah. open minded, Carmen. Oh yeah, well, I have to say, yes, I would like a, a local to get in, so I think Gavin will have three votes sitting here. Uh, we'll because be all loving the auras for the party. Oh, sure we will, yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> having said that, I'm going to be uh, very interested in all the debates to see what uh, gets thrown into the mix. I yeah. just think it'll be an exciting few weeks. I already there's, there's a bit of mud being slung and yeah. you know what, I think they should rise above that a little bit. It's We're not talking about Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Sinn Féin slinging mud at each other No, here. but hang on. Michael D is well able to debate. No, I know well as well. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, no, I'm saying, you know, calling each other liars and calling each other names and stuff. Yeah. Mm. I think that actually disrespects the office of the president yeah. and I think they should rise above that. I don't like to see that kind of carry on. I think it's it, there's no need for it. Let me just throw one final little matter into the mix before we finish. New story breaking today. You know, we can't, uh, the, the uh, hospital waiting list, the A&E departments, the lack of health service. We hear about it every day. What about this? 15.5 million paid in rent for a vacant building by the Department of Health. Look, Jerry, we've discussed this before and the amount of money that's just flowing out of the health service Mm. on issues like that, rent, paying people to do a job that they're they're not doing because they're in a union and they can't be be fired even if they kill somebody. Uh, Like, I just think that the whole thing, get rid of the unions, get rid of them. And get some new, fresh people into that health service. I have to mm-hmm. clarify something there. You can be fired for killing somebody. That is a fact. <laughs> yeah. That is probably the one thing in civil service yeah. life that you will lose your job for. Yeah, I think, um, I, I was just saying earlier, I had a hospital appointment and I it was it was raining really heavily and the kids were off school again. And I had to take the three girls with me. And when I got there, the girl said to me, oh... Did nobody ring you? Uh, your appointment was cancelled. And I was like, no. And I had to go all the way to Navin. And apparently somebody was out sick. And so nobody else covered that person's job. Where the HSC is so admin heavy, that if, it's astonishing to me that if somebody is out sick, their job is not covered and patients are not notified if an appointment is cancelled. That kind of carry-on happens all the time. And that's a mild example. People are far worse. Well, of course, obviously no one is taking responsibility for this, number one. Number two mistake happened when the health boards were dissolved. Mm. They should have said, right, dissolved, clean slate, everyone should apply 
for their jobs again. Where, where the new broom here, they didn't. So that's why there's so many layers of management. Mm. It's top heavy and it's, to me, it's non-functioning, you know. Let's leave it at that <clears> today, <throat> but I will leave it with a final comment from your adoring audience. It's from Paddy, he says, and he's back. He's back. This is attracting a lot of attention to Amy selling her virginity. Oh, yeah. Paddy says, I got married 24 years ago and lost my virginity that night. It cost me a lot more than two million if you had it <laughs> over the years. <laughs> Good man, Paddy. Paddy, we love it. Anyway, for the moment, Siobhan O'Neill White from MAMS.ie, Cameron McCarthy, EMS and Associates, and Kira Burke from Sage and Stone. Thank you once again for Thank joining us. Thank you, Jerry. Most enjoyable. Thank you. The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Rider, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. There are two through already. What am I talking about? The final five in our dream wedding giveaway. Oh, I'm so excited because we're about to make a third person's day today. Hundreds of entries whittled down to a short list, the final five. Who's next up? They'll be joining us Saturday week. That's tomorrow week in the Village Hotel. It's worth €15,000 and late lunch live for the first time ever on a Saturday afternoon. I wonder who's on the line. Is it Karen Monnelly? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. You're so welcome. Oh, my God, the joy of everybody that we've rung so far this week. Well, congratulations to you. You are now in the final five. You have a one in five chance of winning that dream wedding worth 15,000 euro. Tell us a little bit about you and your good man. What's his name? Um, His name is Kieran. And where did Um, you meet him? I met him actually at my sister's wedding. Um, it'll be 10 years next year that we're together. So um, I met him actually outside the Boynton Valley Hotel the night after my sister's wedding, or well, the night of my sister's wedding. Isn't that brilliant? So a wedding is going to lead to a wedding. And 10 years, <laughs> yeah. it'll be a t- 10 years next year. Wouldn't it be a lovely time? I know, I know. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So you're engaged, are you? We are. We're engaged actually three years um, come January. But we decided when we got engaged that we would start uh, saving for the house first, to mm-hmm. get the house. So we did that and um, we're only in the house now a month. So we have that. So we're kind of, it's going to be a long, as soon as we got into the house, um, it's kind of, there's a lot of money that goes into the house as soon as you get it as well, you know. Absolutely. So it's going to be a long time before um, before we'll be able to even afford it, Look, like think about looking at weddings, you know. Yeah, so this would be a dream come true for you Absolutely. and Kieran. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I didn't say it to your team before, but my own mother has um, a rare lung condition. And basically five years ago, they've given her five years. Now, she's doing really, really well. So it would be great to even, you know, get, um, get the wedding done while, while she's around as well. You know? Oh, my God. The, well, the tears are starting to flow here in the studio <laughs> around me as well when you tell us that. Oh, my God, you have more reason than many to hope that this will be your time. But look, yeah, you've yeah. come through hundreds. There's hundreds and hundreds of people have entered this village hotel competition. You made it to the shortlist. I knew you knew that. And we've been ringing around people, telling them they're on the shortlist. Today, you're in the final. 
Thanks, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> don't you cry. Really oh, no, don't, don't, don't. don't. Please don't. But look at... Um, to yourself and Kieran. well done to both of you. It's Saturday week, you know. You'll be able to get along to the village, I take it, on the 6th of October. We will, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, we'll be talking to you about bringing some friends and family with you as well because it's going to yeah. be a big celebration that day. And uh, you'll be on Late Lunch Live that Saturday afternoon, making history as well. The first time we've ever had the show outside Monday to Friday, but it's a huge occasion out there. Yeah. Do, are you familiar with the village and what's I happened am, there? I'm, actu- I'm actually local. Oh, are and, you? Uh, I don't yeah, believe yeah. this. Really? I could actually walk to the village from oh, my house. No. Go I'm out of that. Down the road. Yeah. Well, that that means that the competition now is worth fourteen thousand uh, five hundred euro because we won't have to get a car. <laughs> exactly. And I'm only joking. Get you get the full back. value. You get the full value. I promise you. You're getting everything. We'll have to get a, a horse-drawn carriage or something to take you that short distance. But yeah. anyway, look. I want to wish you, like the other finalists, we have three now. All the very best of luck. It's in the stars at this stage. It's with the gods. If it's to be you, it will be on the day. But look, congratulations to you once Thank again. You. Have a lovely weekend and we'll see you Saturday week. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is a lovely, lovely lady, isn't she? Karen Munley is uh, the latest finalist along uh, with her beau, Kieran Quayle. Yes, they are in the final five. We have two more positions, just two. Monday, Tuesday, we're going to pick those as well. If you're in the, the pile, if you're in those hundreds of entries, you're still in there. I can tell you that there's still an opportunity. There's a lot of people still in the mix for those uh, couple of final places there. And we wish you the very best of luck. But that is just great to say, to feel and understand the excitement of somebody being within touching distance of their dream wedding. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. We're heading to our final break of the week. Listen to this, folks. We expect to have him next unless he's fallen off the edge of the world because this man believes that the world is flat. It's not a globe. It's not a planet. Professor Desmond Walsh is about to prove it and he's going to talk to us next. Desmond Walsh is a professor of theoretical physics who believes the earth is flat. He's with me on the line on late lunch. Hello, Desmond. Jerry, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Not at all. Thank you for joining us. I'm sitting here scratching my head because yeah. when we all went to school, we were taught that ancient times people believed the world was flat and sure, there's no doubt about it now. It's a sphere and we're spinning through space. Desmond, come on. Yeah. This is fake news. Absolutely not. I mean, we're going on an expedition to prove it and we're going to produce footage that I think will leave people in no doubt. Um, that's why we're doing it. I think... Um, Flat Earthers have, uh, they have received a lot of negative publicity over the, while, over the last while and we're out to prove uh, finally that it's flat. That's our aim and we hope to achieve it. Some of the things you contend, uh, because this is one thing that I, I talk about, uh, w- w- I was talking about this morning when I, when I knew uh, I was going to be talking to you. Look at the images we see from outer space, from the satellites, as we see the Earth and all the demarcations of the oceans and the, uh, the countries and uh, the rock formations in it. From there, sure, there's no doubt about it, it's round. Well, absolutely. Well, from the images, uh, you know, we receive, I suppose from growing up as kids, we we're given the image that the Earth is round. We never seem to question it. Um, we believe a lot of those images are CGI. Uh, we believe NASA, I don't like using the word fake, but it's simply a conspiracy. I mean, they receive billions, if not trillions, every year in funding. And we believe those funds are, in fact, used um, for other, let's say, covert operations. 
that's our belief. Um, we believe it's a giant cover-up, um, perhaps a Hollywood fabrication. My, That's our oh belief. my, yeah. I can't believe we're having these words, and I'm sure there's people out there listening today. Well, absolutely, I mean, you know, when I started off uh, on this project, I mean, the amount of negativity, I, was, I guess uh, a lot of abuse is a bit strong, but uh, more and more people now are beginning to come around to the idea. Um, so it's a huge time, it's a huge few days for, for Flat Earthers. Um, um, we're very proud of it and uh, mm, you know they're saying there's Jerry Kelly on late lunch with another crackpot on the airwaves but you yeah, are... I receive that a lot but I mean I have a PhD in physics um, yeah. I've studied flat earth for for years I've studied in the state so um, credibility isn't a problem so mm. I guess if anyone wants to uh, talk to us uh, over the next few days it's not a problem how are you going to prove this? footage as simple as that Jerry but you, you say that a lot of it is CGI, computer-generated images. So yours is going to be of, Absolutely. Of that I'll tell as you well. what, Jerry, we're going to live stream it Yeah. on social media. Now, we have scientists uh, who are joining us on this expedition who are actually, well, we refer to them as round-earth scientists. This is purely for objectivity. So I don't think anyone can quite... These guys are respected scientists. So um, I don't think anyone can question the credibility of what we're doing. So um, that's the plan. Now, I know, like, as I sit here today in the studio and where you are, and no matter where I go, it feels quite flat. I accept that, you know what I mean? Now we have yes. mountains and oceans and things like that. Observationally, yeah, flat, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but... but I guess we've been, fed, um, we've been fed this information since we were young. We've come to accept it. Very few question it. I mean, flat earthers have always questioned it. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of misinformation. We say fake news as regards round earth. Um uh, we have some theories, uh, which people think are a bit outlandish. We believe in an ice wall surrounding our disk. We believe gravity doesn't exist. Um, there are two core beliefs. So you're so, saying that this Earth that we live on is a flat disk? Absolutely, and it's surrounded by a giant ice wall. That's a core flat Earth belief. Now, also in... Some of the uh, claims you make, you say Finland is an area of water owned by Russia and people yes. who think they live there actually live across Sweden and Estonia. I was in Helsinki. Yes, towns across Sweden, um, Estonia and Russia in remote forest areas. My God That's almighty. We believe, yes. Yeah. Well, our, our thinking on that, Jerry, is if you can convince people that certain countries exist... Mm. You certainly won't have any problem in convincing people that the Earth is round. We also believe Australia is a fabrication. Uh, we don't believe it exists. We, what you think of Australia, official Australia, we think is no bigger than the landmass of Malta. But we do believe that... Sorry, that's unofficial, unofficial Australia. Yes. Um, official Australia, we believe, is actually in, or, in and around uh, the Bermuda Triangle... Uh, in the form of three different islands, one of them off the coast of Florida. Now, this may seem quite outlandish, but um, the more research people are doing on this subject, they're coming to the conclusion that there may be something in it. So, My, oh my, and I thought I'd heard everything in my lifetime. I thought this was something that was put to bed many, many moons ago. I shouldn't mention the moon. It's a round thing as well, well out there. There's a core belief, Jerry, that uh, people who who have visited Australia or lived there, in fact, they don't. We believe that some of the inhabitants of, I guess, 
Unofficial Australia are in fact paid actors, um, computer-generated personas, retired pilots, and um, some rounded scientists. So now, here's, here's may the... Seem a little outlandish, but it has been on social media recently, so it's, um, it's gaining credibility. I, 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 look at on social media, many things gain credibility that yes, astound us true. as well. You know that yourself, true, the way yeah. it takes legs. Yeah, but that, yeah. I, I want to ask you this. If you contend it's a disc, right, that we, we live on this flat disc, are you yes. telling me we could fall off the end of the earth? No. We are surrounded, Jerry, by a giant ice wall. And that ice wall is protected um, by various interests. And that's why it's been so difficult to um, for previous expeditions to to prove um, that the, the Earth is flat and surrounded by this ice wall. So how long are you going on this expedition for? We will be going for a week, but we hope to live stream in three to five days, more than likely Monday, Tuesday. That will be announced over social media. There'll be... Uh, you certainly won't miss it. And you're, you're not saying, I know this at the moment, where you're going? Uh, we can't. We, uh, certain aspects of this expedition have to be classified, Jerry, as you can appreciate. I understand uh, that. I understand what you're saying. And, and you're serious. You're not on here today. This, when I check my calendar, it's not the 1st of April. No. 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 Absolutely. I know, Jerry. We're, we, we get this all the time. We're immune today. Ever since I, I suppose I'm in public that I was doing what I was doing, and even when I was studying, yeah, we got a lot of negative feedback but uh, that's changing mm. and this I, this ice uh, the surround of ice you mention is there anything tied into that with this global warming you know where we see the ice melting at the poles they tell us you don't believe in the poles on this planet obviously well I'll tell you Terry not that I'm not here to promote a book or anything but we actually have a publication coming out um, at the start um, of October uh, coming to terms with Flat Earth Um and it covers this in detail. I suppose today isn't a day for getting yes. into detail. Of it. I suppose it's just, and today isn't really, it's, it's not really to um, have a go at people who believe in round earth. It's simply trying to prom- promote flat earth. Mm. Um, many, many people don't believe in it, but um, more and more people are beginning to believe in it. Yes. So a team of uh, 50 approximately, including 25 volunteers. That no, you not mentioned. including no? um, 50, 50 plus. 50 plus, okay. Yes, 50 right. plus. So there's yeah. a lot of people involved in this from yeah, all, from and all over the world. there's a lot of resources and uh, certainly a lot of financial resources have gone into this and it's been in the planning for the last uh, two over two and a half years. And from all walks of life, all, all different countries in the world, different yes, backgrounds? Yes, uh, volunteers are spread for, yeah, from all over the world. Uh, we have a team of, um, we like to call them elite scientists, who are certainly very well respected scientists, very qualified scientists going on this expedition. Um, Dr. Ray Kelly, who is also Irish, mm. is going on this. He specialises in the flip side of Flat Earth. Um, and he's very well respected in the scientific community. What do you mean by the flip side? Underneath, underneath. Oh, right. Earth. Yeah, I understand. I understand what you're saying now. So are, are you the only two Irish guys involved? No, there are a few other guys involved. Uh, I suppose we won't name all the people. Yeah, yeah. Involved, but yeah, we but... will be... Um, mm. Obviously, it'll be, it'll be uh, their names, it'll become public. Uh, yes. Very, very so when will we have an outcome for, for, from this? When will you be able to make a statement on this? When will you reveal? We hope Monday, no, more than likely Tuesday, possibly Monday evening. 
Okay, Probably, so but more than likely Tuesday. Jeepers, I'm going to have to come back to you because yeah, uh, because whether... we we already Jerry we already um, have been to the edge. Uh, we have footage. We never made it available, and that's why we're so confident. This is uh, astounding, I have to say. I thank you because I, I know you're under time pressure there. Yeah, really, thank, you. thank you very no, much. Thank simply th- just to promote, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. And that book, that book that's coming out again is called what? Uh, coming to Terms with Flat Earth. OK, and that book is coming out now in early October. Well, early I, October. Yeah, it's not exactly it, Jeter. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, at, I wish... It's not even about promoting book. Honestly, yeah. Jerry, it isn't. I mean, yeah. you know... We've been yeah, I know, but people... Look, at people are curious. They like to read. You know, people's minds are open. Uh, there are other people who think that we're crazy probably talking here today, but there are other people yeah. who will give you an opportunity to do what you want to do and show what you want to show, and that is fair enough. We'll talk to you beyond this, if that's OK. Don't fall off the edge. Jerry, thank you. And just to say that while a lot of people, you know, there's some negative um, feedback, there are, there's a huge uh, community who have a, a huge interest in this. Yes. And just, you know, send I it understand, I understand that as well. Well, whether it's round or flat, we have to finish up shortly. Desmond, Jerry. thank you for joining me. Jerry, thank you very much. Not thank at you. all. God bless you. Take care of yourself. That's uh, Professor Desmond Walsh there believes the earth is a disc and it's flat. Watch this space. You heard it first on Late Lunch this afternoon. Jerry, we live in a world of barking mad people who would say anything for money, says Ray. Well, look at Somebody else says and some other people believe in leprechauns. I know. Anyway, we'll give him his opportunity. See what happens. Good luck to them. And uh, let's see how uh, they fare out. They let us know. They promise next week. Anyway, we have to say goodbye for this week on Late Lunch. Thanks to Louise Walsh and Sinead Brazel who helped me every day put this show together. To you, our regular listeners every day, we couldn't do it without you tuning in. To our guests, to uh, the people who came in to talk to us this week and all our regulars who contribute as well. Thanks a million. Eddie's up next with The Drive. We're off to enjoy the weekend. Come back and join us again for a new week of Late Lunch from Monday at half one. Have a safe and lovely weekend. The Late Lunch with Blackstay Motors Drada, Renault Dealer of the Year. Offering a new standard in used cars with Renault Selection. Each model comes with fully serviced, full vehicle health check and delivered with industry-leading standards of two years warranty, two years breakdown assistance and low APR finance. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.